do. I'm quarantined with you. Better get used to this face. Hello and welcome to Sequelitis. My name is Manny and this is part two of my conversation with Everett Aponte and Josephine Hees of Everjo Entertainment. If you have not listened to part one, please go back, give that a listen first. Come back, join us on this episode. It'll still be here and hopefully you will enjoy our conversation as we continue to talk about trying to survive during these crazy wild times in the year that was 2020. Oh man, we've had people tell us that our bloopers are like more <laughs> entertaining than our show. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, I kind of sometimes she loves I love our, our bloopers, bloopers. Oh. because I know what's ha- what's happening in the show, and so I can't find, especially like talking humor is not that funny because if we've done the scene like twenty times, I'm over it. Um, yeah. Physical humor is a little bit different because if ever falls down the stairs, that's funny no matter what. <laughs> um, but so then the outtakes of things going really wrong are probably the best part. Our latest um, episode, we were playing tennis in the scene, oh. but it's always just it's me playing tennis and Ever playing tennis. We're never actually playing together, not on camera. Um, but literally. I've, I hit him several times with the ball, like, really hard, without trying. And it's the funniest thing. It was funny when we shot it, and it's funny now when you look at it. Like, it's just hilarious that I am able to just hit him in the face. <laughs> Eileen will not play racquetball with me because the one and only time we played racquetball, oh, um, no. I hit a shot, and I didn't hit it that hard, but it got her right on the cheek. Oh, that'll and do it. she had... A scratch there that lasted for a week oh, and geez. she will still like bring it up from time to time <laughs> and she's like remember that time you tried to murder me <laughs> or make me play racquetball <laughs> and i'm like just wait until we play tennis uh, oh, i i wish i had the um what is it the cleverness or or whatever it is that women have where they're able to say remember that time when you know, like, because if I did, I'd be able to pull that on her so many times. We just like, have Remember that time when cabinet. you did whatever, blah, blah, blah to me, you know? Oh, man. She's messed me up a lot. I'm guarantee you. It's Most of the time, mostly you off ask camera. For it. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, I guess it's my fault. It's always um, your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on the subject, um, Please, uh, you know, plug the channel and um, let people know, like, how they can find you and and support you as creators. Oh, okay. Well, um, so clearly, um, you know, subscribe on our YouTube channel, uh, hit the bell, like our episodes. Well, our YouTube channel is called Everjo Entertainment, just in case you're wondering... Yeah, that's right. Because you can't hit subscribe if you can't find us. So- and, and it's not Evgerjo, because apparently if you watch our first episode, and clear, my the only person who's caught this is my cousin, I misspelled Everjo. <laughs> and like, completely. Like, he wasn't even close. Like, I put a J in there. Evgerjo. Like, somehow a J got in there. And while I was working, I don't know because you have to for for this particular. That part is your name. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. So on our very first episode, you can see it's an Evgerjo production. 
Um, and nobody caught it. Uh, clearly, I didn't catch it. She didn't catch it. My cousin, you know, sends me a text and was like, hey, I think you might have the wrong production name on there or something. I don't know what. And then I was like, well, no, you know, we have Ever Joe on production and we have, you know, Everett Aponte. And, and, and she sends me the, the shot, the screenshot of it. And I was like, what? And I look on there. Nobody, there's no comments, there's nothing. Nobody caught this Evgerjo issue. But you probably saw it like 10 times while editing. I yes. watched it a few times. Like, 2,000 people watched it. Nobody said anything. And then your cousin's yeah. just like, my by cousin. the way, my you cousin. misspelled your name. <laughs> like, your name. Like, not, the, not anything difficult. Your 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 brain your brain knows what it's supposed to do, be so it just automatically corrects it. But yeah, that's one of our favorite things to do is uh, when we go to an Asian restaurant, we play a game called um, "Did you see it yet?" And so we'll we'll look on there, and there will always be like at least one thing to where it's just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, like nobody caught this, and it's a it's a pretty noticeable that's typo or error. Brilliant game! Oh, I love this. We are so gonna adopt this. We may even include it in an episode. Ooh. Okay. So no, but that's good. That's a good one. I like that. Let's get back to like plugging our show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, if you don't want to search for Everjoe Entertainment because those are very many long words, just search Aber Josie A B E R. J-O-S-I-E. Now, don't get me wrong. Most Americans will probably get this wrong. They, When they hear Abba Josie, they think A-B-B-A, like the band, Abba. You know, Which it should it, be. You know, I know, it would be great. <laughs> um, but um, it's A-B-E-R, A-B-E-R. It's just when you go to Germany and you hear somebody say Abba, you know, they actually pronounce it Abba, you know. Abba, yeah. Abba ya, Abba yan, Abba nine, Abba no, Abba Josie. Or and so it sounds like A-B-A, um, but it's A-B-E-R. Or if you want to like hear all about uh, our fun quarantine adventures, that's actually the easiest one to find, I think. Because we're literally an American quarantined in Germany. And yeah. if you search for like any combination of those words, our videos should probably be like some of the top ones that yeah, pop up. Yeah, in the top five somewhere in there. <laughs> Um, if you search for donor, apparently our second episode comes up pretty quickly. Um, Which, why would you be searching for donor? Of all of our episodes, the donor well, episode. Yeah. But is it helpful it to is you delicious. to watch it? Have you had a donor? Well, clearly he said he's delicious. I, I've, I've, only had, I've only had them um, in America, so I haven't had them the way oh, you've had them. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, At least you know. Uh, At least you know the potential. But then watching it what's, on YouTube. What's the place in LA where we get donors? Berlin. It better be Berlin. No, no. Krispy Kreme. No, donors. Donor kebab. Is it donors or donuts? The the place that was up the street from me when I was in Studio Spitz. City. Spitz. Spitz. Write this down. Um. What? <laughs> Spitz. Uh. S P I T Z. Um, no, we so weren't I think there. It's like oh, spit I think what they're trying to replicate the is yeah, like the, no, the it's Turkish not even a donor. German. You didn't, yeah, you didn't have a donor. We've been yeah. there. We've been okay. there. We tried it. It's closer to a gyro. We'll than make it is you to a, a deal now. Is that next time you're in LA yeah. and the pandemic? I mean, it's fast food, so the pandemic should allow it. Next time you're in LA, we'll take you to as close as a real donor as is 
humanly possible considering that it's Mexicans in make it. No, it's, a, it's in America. No, no, no. But they have Mexican cooks. Yeah, if it's America, if it's in it's, America and it's food, Mexicans made it. Yeah, now, exactly, exactly. That's as right. as the son of a Mexican immigrant, I can I can assure you, Mexicans are making your food. Well, what's actually really but when funny they is... first opened, it they were. Uh, it, this is the weird part. When they first opened, we were actually being served by the owners who were German. They were German. She was able to speak German to them. And we were able to get a, a German. But that was still wrong. Yeah, so, okay, your donor has to be served by a Turkish dude. Yeah, it's got to be Turkish. That's <laughs> he's gotta, if he's not Turkish, it's not We're a donor. Not I'm telling German you. German donor. Has to speak, it has to be a yeah, Turkish he has dude. To it has to be a Turkish really? dude living in Germany, dude. Because if it's a Turkish dude in Turkey, it's still not no. a donor. <laughs> And if you're getting a donor served in Germany by a German, that's not a donor. It yeah. has to be a Turkish dude. What they about, have to be kind of sweaty. What about a donor creepy. served in Turkey by a German? I don't know if that's It would be like the one we just had. <laughs> like, like, when they, when Ber, this place called Berlin's, when they opened in L.A., they were the Germans, right? Because they were a German. It would be like, oh, let me tell you. It would be like if I went to Germany and opened a Puerto Rican restaurant. Like, come on. You know, I, yes, my family's Puerto Rican, don't get me wrong, you know, but I'm hardly like the uh, poster child for Puerto Rico, okay? Like, <laughs> you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda would probably do better than I can. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it'd be like when Gloria Stefan opened her restaurant, you know? Um, it, 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 you know, it, it just has to be a Turkish dude in Germany. Because it's a, it, they bring their Turkish ways of doing things <laughs> and apply it to the German cuisine. And it's that mixture that makes it perfect in Germany. And so yeah. we're here and we're getting served by these white Germans. And we're like, you know, okay, we taste it. Okay, it's, it's close enough. You know? it's <laughs> and, very and it's good. good. And but... it's good. It, it, but... You know, the Turkish dude... Now it's Mexicans, because the they Turkish... expanded. They have, like, five restaurants. <laughs> I went there the other, like, last year, and it was just like, oh, man. <laughs> what happened? Okay. Well, at least you're not authentically German, but you're still not Turkish? You're kind of like, you know... <laughs> but you're just missing out on, like, part of the key donor experience, which is that the guy serving it has to ask you... In the weirdest way possible, what you want, what you want on your donor. So he'll say, "Mit alles, ja." Um, that means with everything, yes. And and scharf, scharf. And spicy. And he'll just basically start before you say yes or no. But you know, if you do say no, he'll just probably make it go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the point is, is our donor <laughs> episode um, has twice as many. Uh, views as any of our other episodes and we kind of don't know why we presume people like to watch donors on youtube yeah apparently people look up donor you know i, I don't know uh, you know but yeah. but that episode far surpasses any of our other episodes it's like this you know we have all these episodes and then this one super spike on on the donor episode so who knows We'll have to do a donor episode in America. That's what we'll do. For sure. Yeah. We'll that's just to... like no way that that's not happening. We'll include Spitz because I remember we went there. We tried it. And it was a roll. It was a wrap, right? 
Yeah. 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 It's not a donor. <laughs> wraps. If it's wrapped, it's not a donor. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the one donor place that I could walk to from my apartment. Yeah. So yeah. that was. We. we it is advertised as donor, but it's yeah. just not. Well, we went there before this place, Berlin's, opened up. So because we were like, come on, you know, I know New York has a bunch of donor places. New York is riddled with them. I've seen it on 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 on. Uh, Actually, the first time I saw it was on Flight of the Concords, which is hilarious. Um, because a lot of people compared our show to Flight of the Concords, which is the best compliment ever. Um, yeah, uh, great show. But um, but that was the first time I was like, oh, they have donors in, in New York. And, you know, when I asked my New York friends, they were like, oh, yeah, there's donor places all over the place. And they are Turkish. Um, so, uh, so you could get some authentic donor in New York. I mean, New York is the most European city in America, so... Um, but otherwise, you know, like, so I was expecting, you know, LA being super international, like, come on, we've got to have donor in here somewhere. Boy, we went everywhere. We've, we've tried Spitz. We've tried, a, um, one other place and then we just gave up. We were like, okay, it's clearly these people don't know what donor is in, in Los Angeles. Not um, that that food's bad. Or, yeah, it like, wasn't bad Not tasting. to knock the restaurant. It's just not They're a donor. Good. It's not authentic. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, a few years ago, this place Berlin's opened up and we saw the pictures and it finally looked like a donor. So we went over there. It was definitely donor. Um, I mean, sure, it was given to us by a, a, a white German, but it was still a donor. And it was so satisfying. So yeah. satisfying. It's my favorite food in Germany, which is sad because, you know, you should, it should be something like schnitzel or... Even Solyanka or something, you know, but 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 donor is definitely oh, the best food, or or worst. It should be worst. It should be schnitzel or worst. That's what it. Either potatoes, schnitzel, or worst. Those are the German like best cuisines. Um, we're gonna make uh, it soon. Um, either our sixth or seventh episode. We are definitely going to attack Wiener Schnitzel. Um, we are going to yeah. take that franchise down. Oh, the franchise of Wiener Schnitzel is the craziest thing that's ever happened. Um, and we have to share it with the world. To because every German, any German that comes to America, they are going to go, Wiener Schnitzel, all right. They go there, they get a hot dog and like, what the bleep is going on? Because I think the entire world is offended by this. Like, everyone... You know, everyone kind of knows actually what Wiener Schnitzel should be. It's just America who's like, ah, you know what? No. And just created something terrible with the same name. But that's that's like what I grew up with. Like, dude, seriously, I grew up thinking Wiener Schnitzel, Wiener, 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 hot dog. Makes sense yeah, to no. me. Makes total sense to me. So when I get to Germany my first time on the set of Atomic Eden, and I'm like, all right, a Wiener Schnitzel. Looking forward to that hot dog. It's this chicken fried steak thing. And I'm like, wait, what? And so that's when I find out that Vienna means it's Vienna. So it's actually Austrian, to be honest. Um, and schnitzel is a type of... Uh, there, there are many types of schnitzel. And Wiener schnitzel is only one type. Um, in fact, on our um, political... The one political episode that we had in an American quarantine in Germany... 
where we talk a little bit about the Holocaust. Um, we also end the episode with us going out to eat schnitzel. We were really freaked out. I mean, I was, because we, so far we've been pretty apolitical with our show. We weren't really getting into politics and for the first time we're like, let's, let's, let's do this. It's, it's important because we had an episode with a dear friend of mine where things got really bad and, and um, conspiracy theorists in America took her and she went with it. She, she's super conspiracy theorist. And so we went, so she kind of insulted her in a really terrible way. And so we took that energy and we turned it into an episode where we said, okay, this is it. We're going to make a political episode about the Holocaust. Um, but we ended the episode with us going out for schnitzel. Well, apparently Germans take their schnitzel more seriously than they take their Holocaust because... <laughs> We were nervous of getting like hate comments or anything like um, backlash for talking about, you know, Hitler and Nazis and conspiracy theories. Or even we can combine it with calling people COVID idiots for not following those rules. Right. And then after all of this drama, we go and have schnitzel and our comments are just like, that's not a Wiener schnitzel. And like... Yeah. Germans Whoa. take their schnitzel very seriously, dude. Schnitzel is life. Okay? <laughs> like, like we, we were expecting all of this political backlash. Nothing. Everybody was fine with it. We had maybe one person that was like, blah, 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 blah. Everybody um, was like, oh, thank you for being yeah, so most, thoughtful with your historic really... analysis. But that's not schnitzel. I'm yeah, like, but uh... that's not Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> what you had was Budapest schnitzel. Oh, you know, it, it was just this, it was, it was insane how much we, we had to, you know, our following episode, which was about barbecue, we had to come back and be like, you know, we're sorry about the schnitzel mix-up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, what a like, faux pas. A, like, forget the Holocaust. We're really sorry about the schnitzel. <laughs> people are, people are hardcore about food, like, <laughs> especially, especially when it's part of their cultural identity. They yeah. are super hardcore about food. I mean, it was really great. You know, I mean, at, at the same time, like as like unexpected as it was, it was just wonderful to see. <laughs> Like so many people take it so seriously. <laughs> like, I, it's such a had a ball about with that one, you know. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's why I can't wait to do our Wiener Schnitzel episode because Wiener Schnitzel is a hot dog place of all things. And my God, <laughs> I'm worried we might, you know, lose followers. <laughs> what if YouTube like, sh sh you know, what if they're like that's hate speech? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't. Don't you it's care offensive. To call a Wiener schnitzel a hot dog, um, and so no, yeah, yeah I, I, I grew up. I, I think that. I think it would be a really great thing to see your character. Oh gosh, like, I like have pull to pull up to the Wiener schnitzel and just be like, "What is this?" That even though yeah. I've seen the Wiener schnitzel places and I've I've seen what they serve, but I've never actually had it, so it will literally be like a first for me to go there. No, but but at least you're prepared. The thing yeah. is, is we have a few German friends that were not prepared, they go to Wiener Schnitzel and they get their hot dog and lose their goddamn minds and they tell us about it. <laughs> they, they come back like, I went to Wiener Schnitzel and there was not a single schnitzel in sight. Forget the Wiener Schnitzel. I mean, like, come on, just give me a schnitzel. I <laughs> mean, know? just anything that even resembles the name. 
So, like, um, I'm, I'm curious, like, who gets more upset? Um, a Mexican, uh, a, a Texan who travels to Mexico City and gets Mexican food, or yeah, someone from Mexico City who goes to Texas and gets Texas, take it to a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, well, the Texan's gonna I'm, get more upset because you guys are so dramatic. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you tell me, like, I think we, we talked about, I'm not sure, I'm sure we talked about this. But Cali Tex is far worse than Tex Mix, right? Cali Mix. Cali Mix. Cali Mix. I mean, it, it is like just, it's, it's weird because I think for both of us, our perspective is having Tex Mex first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then having Cali Mex. That's true. It's like the for Whataburger me, though, versus In N Out bullware. <laughs> like, like for me, like having some traditional Mexican dishes because my father was from Mexico, mm, um, I, okay. I, I, I feel like I get personally offended that they put french fries in burritos and that's a big san diego thing and i'm just like like you guys need to you guys need to just back away from this like it's not it's not something that you need to like make as part of your identity but they're like no like philly has the cheesesteak and we have burritos with fucking french fries in it dude dude the french the French, they take the German donor and put French fries in it. I'm not kidding. That's what they do. That's that exa- one's really offensive because the French are so good at cooking. <laughs> if you have a French donor, it's going to come with French fries, dude. I'm not kidding. That's so hilarious. That is so hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, the mentality of somebody being like, we have found the way to perfect, to perfect this food. <laughs> Uh, we take a French fry and put it inside and wrap it all up and give it to you. <laughs> you know, and then in fucking San Diego, they're just like, yeah, but what if we took a burrito and we like threw some McDonald's French fries in it and then wrapped it back up? Oh, God. So dope, dude. Dude, I have not heard that and clearly I've not tried that. But now. I know what I'm ordering when I go to San Diego. Okay, but I, I gotta think, try this French oh fry burrito, dude. I don't know I what mean, they're doing here. It's crazy, but I don't think that it's that crazy. Because Americans do that all the time. The amount of times that I've seen Americans be like, oh, for lunch I'm having a sandwich and I'm opening a bag of chips and putting those inside. No, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. That is... That is seriously like something that every single American school child does at some point in elementary. Okay. They look at a sandwich, they look at chips, and they're like, why aren't these chips inside this sandwich? I don't know if it's an efficiency thing, because we're not the most efficient people out there. But like literally, like every child has an experience. And, and, and once you do the chips, you move on to French fries, you move on yeah. to macaroni and cheese. So that's how the French fries got in the burrito. Like, who was the first person that put a Wendy's Frosty with French fries? Like, who? I don't know who that is, but they are a genius. <laughs> so, who was oh the person that sat there and, like, looked at, like, a piece of food that you wouldn't you wouldn't associate with being deep fried and was like, no, we should definitely like, put that in batter and fucking okay, deep well, fry Okay, well, I can it. tell you it's a southerner. That's for sure. No, it's actually the Scottish <laughs> yeah. that love to deep fry everything. Scottish love to... Sc- the Scottish... Well, okay, none of the people on the British Isles know how to cook. And the Scottish have decided to deep fry almost anything. There is a restaurant that will deep fry an entire cake for you. 
A cake? Okay. An entire cake. So, like this so then I guess like, I'm positive that you could do I that guess, in Texas. I'm sure you could, but the Scottish love that shit. I guess you got to blame it on, on the descendants of Scottish immigrants <laughs> in the U.S. then. It's not the Germans that do The county fair you go to, no. that is their bit. They're like, what food has not been deep fried before? Like, let's take a podcasting mic and deep fry it and then serve it up to people. Like, it just gets more and more insane. That is what happened to the schnitzel in Texas. You know what it's called when you deep fry a schnitzel? Country fried steak. That's what it's called. The chicken fried steak literally is a deep fried schnitzel. That's what it is. Like, when I had schnitzel for the first time, First of all, I was like, wait, this is not a hot dog. And then secondly, I was like, this is a chicken fried steak. And then every German <laughs> said, this isn't chicken. Yeah, I know, that's it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's chicken. I'm saying it's chicken fried. No, but it's not yeah, chicken. Like, like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's almost like the perfect encapsulation of, of like, you know, having a Texan explain to a German, like, like, it's not chicken, it's just chicken fries. <laughs> like, the way you fry chicken, you just take it, and you batter it, and you fry it. And the German's like, but it's not chicken. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's and not chicken. you don't fry chicken, you grill it. Or, it's, you know, like, it's like, you don't have to deep fry everything. Oh, man. And it's funny, too, because, um... I think the only thing I deep fry now these days is my, um, the platanos, you know, the, yeah, the um, uh, tostones y amarillos. This is the uh, Puerto Rican or Caribbean, really. Um, I, you know, clearly Puerto Rican for me, but anybody who lives in the Caribbean, they have these plantains. Well, really, kind of anybody on the equator, because I know um, you guys in Mexico do it too. But, but it's really a part of the cuisine in, in the Caribbean. So Dominican, um, Haitian, um, Puerto Rican, all of us, like we take our plantains like as a major source of our cuisine. Um, and she, she even like when we went to Puerto Rico, she was like, there's bananas in everything. Okay, I'm like, they're not called everything. bananas, they're plantains. But, but there's, not, there's no reason that anything related to a banana should be in my tomato soup. <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> tomato soup. Yeah, so... Uh, no, the, be uh, the best way that I can explain it is that plantains are like, if a potato could be a banana, that's yeah. a plantain. <gasps> yeah. Which, when you think about it in those terms, it's like, yeah, like banana yeah. chips and like yeah. uh, deep fried plantains. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. Okay. See? But like See? breakfast, he lunch, just put dinner, it together right there. Snack. The way you look at potatoes in Germany is the way Puerto Ricans look we at plantains. We don't eat potatoes for breakfast. At least one meal a day <laughs> has to be potato free. And one meal a day. Okay, that's be one thing free. you need to change. <laughs> Germans should start eating potatoes at breakfast. Well, we do have hash browns are amazing. We do have potato bread. I love hash browns. She doesn't care for hash browns. No, they're not. I don't bread. get it. I don't get it. It's like um, in, when I was in Korea, I learned that uh, there's no real difference between uh, breakfast and lunch. So they literally have fish and whatnot for breakfast. Like they'll have these things for, me. for breakfast. They don't have cereal pancakes and all that stuff they have rice fish um and you know whatever else that that kind of stuff for breakfast um and that was a really awesome experience i mean clearly i had my own um you know apartment so i could eat my own cereal whenever i had breakfast but whenever i was at you know out and about and had to have breakfast somewhere else 
That was a unique experience. What? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm just listening <laughs> to you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so so, so beyond food, um, you know, you guys have, uh, you got a new film that's coming out this month, right? Yes. Um, that's right. Yes, we have a movie coming out. Uh, in America, it's being released on December 18th. And it will come out in the rest of the world sometime in 2021. Um, and so Bad Impulse is a movie that we both worked on together as a producing duo more than anything else. So it was really fun for the first time to like make a movie more from behind the camera's point of view. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so she works for a producer in, in L.A., that was able to produce a movie called Bad Impulse that hired me to be their unit production manager. Now, I'm not listed as the unit production manager in the credits because of the union and certain issues that, you know, came up. So I'll be listed as the uh, production supervisor and some random dude is going to be listed as the UPM, but I was the UPM for the shoot. <clears throat> now, what's really funny about the situation was that... Um, on one of our, our second to last day or the last day of shooting um there is we, we shot the very first scene of the movie but sh the director producer hadn't casted the first character yet and no we had cast you like a few days before that you no, knew no no that no, you no, were no what, play not that. on the day yet yeah, what i meant was when we were planning for it they hadn't casted somebody for it right so a few days beforehand, they were like, oh, we need to still cast somebody for this thing before we shoot it, you know? And Josie here is like, goes to the director, producer, and was like, Everett can do it. <laughs> well, because it was a part that needed some acting, um, some crying, and some stunts. And the stunts were like really important because, you know, I mean... Most people can somehow act a little bit, maybe, or like right. it's possible to like. I mean, in the world that we're in, like everybody could can say they can act, right? But ev not everybody can do a stunt. So we needed somebody who could easily, easily do the stunt without like making it very difficult. And so that's why I was like, well, everyone can do the stunt, and then I was like, well, everyone could just do the whole part. And but that character, because of how the script was broken down was always listed as one. Yeah, so it's the first act, it's the first character you see in the movie, so it's listed as one. So on the day when the crew, because they, they made the decision a few days before, but nobody on the crew really knew about it. I mean, uh, the crew doesn't usually care who yeah, the they, actors they, are you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no point in like, you know, right? So on the day that we shoot that scene, <clears throat> um, Everybody gets Ev a haircut. Everybody, get, you know, I get the haircut. Everybody, you know, realizes, wait a minute, our unit production manager is going to be playing number one, and then that became a huge thing. Our UPM is number one. Our UPM is number one, and everybody's going around like the whole set was blowing up about it because I played a part in the movie as the unit production manager, which is like never heard of, um, even though I've worked, you know. <clears throat> when I worked on the film in Atomic Eden, yeah, I was that cowboy character. You know what else I did? I was the assistant director. I was the first AD of that movie. <laughs> so who has ever heard of the first AD 
playing an essential role in a movie, and that is Atomic Eden for you, baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but clearly that can also seep into Hollywood because the UPM ended up being a character. The first face you see in Bad Impulse is my face, baby. And I'm also the one that managed the set. <laughs> you know, the managed the, uh, the, the production. And, I mean, Bad Impulse was like, Really fun because we worked with professional actors. We had like we met like a lot of really cool people on set. You know the best thing about um, Bad Impulse um, is that we worked together. I was the unit production manager and she was one of the producers, basically. Yeah, right? co-producer. Co-producer because she did a lot to get get the movie done. So she was my boss. Um, it wasn't until maybe the last week of production when people started realizing that we were married so a lot of people like figured out like during the time but it would often be like every like completely normal and then there was sort of a break and i would like come over and maybe kick him in the butt and he would like say something and then everybody's like why would you like Say yeah. that yeah. to <laughs> one of the producers every moment moments like really awkward moments like that like what the fuck or I mean, one i'm sorry what the hell just happened? Yeah, or like you know? the like, AD. What? What? The first AD like knew that you were married, and he knew both of us, oh, but separately. Shit. And he knew you were married. And then every time we talked, he was like, "Why are you flirting with this producer girl?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, like, "Dude, you're married, man. You should be flirting with her." You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, I can't help it, man. <laughs> She's hot. What can I do? She you reminds know? me so much of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but great. that's a testament so, to so, how professional we run our shows. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> I guess. Um, where where will uh, we be able to watch this? Bad Impulse is coming out on demand. Um, it's already available to pre-order on iTunes, and you'll be able to see it on Google Play, Amazon Video, all the like the platforms where you would get your. Yeah, demand videos. It's all the um, uh, okay. pay-on-demand videos, basically. So all the platforms are going to be out. Um, they clearly got a... Uh, what was the company that they... Um, Gravitas is the distributor for America and... Gravitas is the local distributor. Um, so they were able to get a deal where they put it on all the platforms where you can get it on demand. It's a tough world these days. You know, um, with Atomic Eden... They uh, could not get a deal with an American producer that ever, ever, ever worked. So now Atomic Eden is actually self-releasing in um, America. So that's, that's kind of, you know, the route that, that they ended up taking. So it's really great that Bad Impulse was able to get a good deal in America because, you know, America is a tough market, man. America really is the toughest market in the world. Um, I was able to sell yeah. Atomic Eden in, in China. Um, Nico sold it in Japan. Um, uh, he had a really great deal in the Middle East. You know, so the world market, you know, you know, is works, but the U.S. market is tough. So I'm really glad that Bad Impulse was able to find a good deal. Well, and with, I mean, it was also extra hard this year because... That could have been um, a theatrical release. It was planned to be a theatrical yeah. release. But this year, there isn't going to be the a theatrical release. This is the year release. to release a movie. It really is. So, yeah. and, you know, once a movie actually hits, hits theaters, it's um, 
it gives it a boost to get on other like maybe on streaming or something like that but because obviously theaters weren't an option this year having the on-demand version is actually a pretty good it's, yeah it's pretty cool and I'm, it's available for you know everyone at their time i'm easy. sure you've noticed that a lot of those big hit movies are now like getting on hbo max and you know on theaters on yeah. this day and then hbo max on this day like pretty much like the next day you know like they're really close to each other or the same day because that's the game is really changing mm -hmm. it, it it really is because the only um, the only movie I've watched in theaters since uh, just the whole pandemic has happened was uh, Tenet, and I watched mm. that at a drive-through theater, and that was right. the first time I'd been in a drive-through theater since I was a child. Yeah, um, and so, like, I, I think ultimately there's going to be a lot of positives that come out of it, but definitely like there's a lot of strife that happens because it's a very sudden change. And um, a lot of models have to be, you know, uh, turned over. Um, but that means that a lot of people that are currently, like, working in the industry, like, either they have to be able to very rapidly adjust to something different or they get replaced by somebody else who is already of that mindset. I'm already um, seeing so. a lot of that change happening within the industry. Um, it was kind of devastating to, you know, so many people that I know um, because they were seeing how um, the industry was gearing towards like we need to go with smaller crews we need to go with less you know everything has to be minimized and to that effect it's smart and understandable and I get it but for so many people that is devastating it's really yeah, really absolutely. tough and it's always it's always the people that are already at the bottom. Yeah. Like those are the ones who get cut off. Yeah, exactly. Like you think how how many production assistants are you gonna see on the next you know few you know it's just not you know and then and then you know it's it's all gonna be that the lower level parts you know you have your makeup artist well they used to have these assistants well probably not gonna have them anymore you know so they're gonna have to yeah. run things on them on their own um, it's it's been it's becoming a minimizing industry and I mean look at us we're doing our show on YouTube with just us like here in America we were able to uh, pull a camera guy for our first three episodes but you know now that we're locked down our remaining episodes are gonna go back to just being us with our cameras you know yeah so I mean our phones when I say cameras I mean our phones <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean the big thing is is you guys are working you are creating and that's that's one of the things that's going to come out of this is there there's going to be people who innovate um and find ways to 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 create something to share with others find different platforms for that and um you know these are a lot of things that were probably going to happen over the next five years anyway it's just that this has forced things it's condensed down the timeline to where things are happening in a matter of months rather than over a course of years. Because yeah. you, you have something like, uh, even even with something like Quibi, um, you know, at a, at a moment where, like, streaming is is going to a level where it's never gone before, like, it's, it's now where the Oscars had to pivot and say, no, streaming movies can be considered for Oscar nominations. Yep. They don't have to have a, the a theatrical release. 
Um, you have something like that that absolutely fails, but then you have a ton of other stuff like TikTok is like exploded. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's tons really of views on YouTube. Your channel growing the way that it has, like it's it's got to have had a huge benefit from the fact that people are locked down and you're able to show them experiences that either relate to their own or mirror their own. There, there's so many negatives, but uh, you know, there, there are when you, when you kind of like look through everything, you, you can find the positives. And I'm hoping that a lot of the people that are kind of, you know, uh, on a downturn right now, that they can find a way, the way that you guys have, and make a positive out of it. I mean, absolutely. Not to, not to be cliche, but the, um, the, uh, uh, what was it? The Chinese. Um, word for tragedy is also the same word for opportunity something like this yeah um, i'd have to look into the exact words but but it's the same word because you know when the pandemic hit you know we it, I mean, it, it was more natural for us to to do it i don't want to just say that we were oh we were clever and we figured out how to you know it was just kind of the natural way of us progressing um, to produce our show as opposed to, you know, us trying to take advantage of the pandemic. It was just yeah. what we had to do to, to move forward with our lives. Um, and it just happened to be an opportunity um, out of this tragic event. Yeah. And I, I, I think those are stories that definitely need to be uh, highlighted in these times because ultimately, like what you guys have done is is going to give a lot of people hope, whether they realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, um, because it, it's going to show that even though you're having to go through some adverse conditions, that you can find ways that it can um, it can enhance your own experience, it can expand your boundaries, it can it can teach you new things. You know, in a moment to where you're just like, I'm just trying to do what I can to survive and make it through all of this. And, you know, uh, finding that way to make a positive experience out of it. Even if you're taking like the negative moments and finding positives through that, it, 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 it's working out. And, yeah. you know, the big thing is, is literally our title has quarantined in it, you know. Yeah, like uh, there, there's so many stories like this out there to be told, and I hope that people who haven't experienced your channel before are going to uh, search it out. They're going to experience it. They're going to find all the things to enjoy that I enjoyed, um, and then also, uh, you know, there's there's thousands and thousands of other stories just like that out there. So even if you feel like you're kind of like just stuck on this island, you know, you're you're quarantined in a bad situation, that you can find something to where. You can change, you can grow, you can learn, and you can laugh. I mean, that's, that's, I guess, that is our goal. That is our hope that we can bring that out, you know? I don't know really what, what else to add to <laughs> yeah, that I mean, because I think you, you, like you really, like, you really, really summarized well. that perfectly. So I, you know, I, don't, I really don't know what else to, to add. Um, well, uh, is is there anything else that you guys want to uh, add on, plug, or or you know, put in? I think. I mean, you know, we talked about everything that we have going on. We're just yeah. we're taking kind of the pandemic one day at a time, <laughs> and just trying to keep yeah. making videos, 
to cheer everyone up when they yeah, have to be at home. Um, that, that has been our, our biggest propeller of continuing. Um, the, 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 the thing that has kept us going is the support from our fans. Basically say what you said that, you know, we're, we're going through some hard times um, and yet, I guess, we're able to entertain folks with the um, minimum, <laughs> you know, capabilities um, of what we have and I think that's, that's what's important, you know? As best as I can put it, I'm sure there's better words I could have said, but I think you actually said it the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, to be honest, like <laughs> I really don't know how to make what you said sound better. So I'm just gonna leave it with really what you said. <laughs> but um, but we really appreciate right. it. We really do. I just want to say I appreciate you guys like sharing um, all these all these different parts of yourself. Because it definitely like being able to watch uh, not just my friends, but but you guys as uh, creators and entertainers like do something that took a lot of the edge off of uh, how awful this felt at some moments. Uh, that that helped uh, me out, and you know, I, I watched it with my girlfriend, and uh, we both like just laughed and enjoyed it, and. You know, there were there are moments to where it's like it reminded us of stuff that we did, and there are other moments to where it's just like it, it's cool to be able to glimpse out, see, you know, uh, someone else's perspective in another part of the world, and just realize that like, yeah, life's still going on. The world is not ending, even if it does feel apocalyptic at points. So that's that's something that's that's really huge, and um, you know, you guys, you know, absolutely, you should be proud of what you're doing. Um, but know that definitely if, if you made us feel that, you definitely made other people feel that. And that is something that's, you know, so huge. You cannot put like a price tag on it. That means a lot to us. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for like giving us the opportunity yeah. to, A, we're just happy that we were able to catch up with you a little and yeah. <laughs> just to, you know, talk about it and, um, share with even more people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you really enjoyed it. If you would like to check out more stuff from Everett and Josie, you can go to YouTube and check out their channel, Everjo Entertainment. And if you are not already a subscriber of Sequelitis, we would definitely love it if you would find us on Podomatic or whichever subscription service you listen to, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Find us there. Please subscribe, download our episodes, and rate us. It will definitely help us find a larger audience. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sequelitis and on Instagram at Sequelitis Pod. And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so at Sequelitis Podcast at gmail.com. My name is Manny, and thank you so much for listening. It's Castle Day. I've been in Europe for six months, and I haven't seen a castle once. Who knew I'd be stuck here for so long? Having my breakfast bread again. I'm a Josie, hurry, it's half past ten. I wanna get there before I end this song. There'll be actual kings and princes. 
queens and knights and lords. Wow, I can't wait to buy my own sword. Cause for the first time in quarantine, there'll be grown men wearing tights. For the first time in quarantine, I'll be seeing a real sight. I definitely know I'm gassy. I've been drinking too much beer. And for the first time in quarantine, for the first time in quarantine, I am finally has this been here? How long have you had a zit on your face? Yeah. Your entire life. No. How long has this one been here? <laughs> like, did we shoot it. with it? Yeah. Probably. Like in our shots? Probably. Today? Yeah. Have you not looked at yourself the whole day? No. Once I shave, I don't look at myself. <laughs> I think Manny's using this as a great anecdote about us. No, but this is... This is not, I mean, clearly we're going to have this in our, in this video, but like the scenes that we shot today, was it there? Yeah, but it's not so visible on the camera. I mean, I looked at it. Oh, man. Should I pop it now? No. Just leave it there, right? Yeah, you're going to make it worse. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. Man! <laughs> Super Shizer! I mean, seriously. It's like as if he hasn't been to the bathroom his, this entire day and hasn't looked at a mirror. So I have at, not! You have, though! No! I mean, if you don't look at yourself, then I don't know how we can help you. You're supposed to look at me! You even film and put yourself in there and you don't, you look at it and then you don't notice it. How, this is my fault. It's on a tiny screen. I'm, if I notice it in the editing room, you're fired. You're fired. But, Man. so yeah, now it's my fault that his face is funny. That's not, I couldn't do anything about it. It's not funny. It's a zit. Zits aren't funny. Well, a little. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I mean, if it if it makes you feel better, I I can't see it. I I didn't notice. See, <laughs> okay. see. I so. went to, I went to pee, washed my hands, looked in the mirror, was like, what? Okay. Look at this thing. See, <laughs> but that makes me question. Oh my goodness. What have you but done? But is that is that from an ingrown hair? Because that's how I get mine. Yes. Yes. Oh. Any okay. any any uh, like I have a patch right here that likes to break out sometimes. I don't know why. But I mean, when I shave, that's when it happens. And I shaved this morning for our episode, and there you have it. But okay, that means, like you said, you saw it when you washed your hands after you peed. So are you yeah, saying you haven't now. peed this entire day? That's not logical. So you should. It's have not known. that it's not logical. It's that it's true, and you know that that's true because you know that I don't pee. 
<laughs> Evan has a crazy bladder. I, I have the craziest bladder. Like, all you have to do to know how crazy my bladder is is watch the um, Men's, Day. Men's Day episode where everybody is freaking peeing like every freaking hour or so. And I'm sitting there going like, come on, guys, man, what's wrong with y'all? I must have this bladder that has like a portal to another dimension. I swear. Because it, it I, I, I never pee. Like, I don't pee. And then when I that, do that's pee, funny. it's like motor oil. <laughs> You're not hydrated enough then, obviously. I, I like, know. That's, that's, that's what's happening. But sometimes no, it's he funny drinks that a lot of beers that. and it still happens. I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched uh, the the sketch channel that I used to uh, write and direct episodes for, but we were once going to write a sketch that was a fake commercial for a anti-diarrheal um, medication <laughs> that the way that it worked was it created a uh, wormhole in your colon that sent your poop to another dimension. Well, I mean, to be fair, in Harry Potter in Hogwarts, they didn't have bathrooms until very recently because they would just poo and then just that other wandered away to a different location. So to just be like bibbidi babbidi boo and the toilet, the poo would disappear. Leave it to her to bring a Harry Potter reference. I can um, bring a Harry Potter reference to anything. That other uh, other dimension is called the ocean. Yes. That's where all my mm. poo ends up. Hopefully not. That's why the whales are dying. <laughs> That's some poo. <laughs> it's some pretty major poo. No, I've done. No, dude. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I've definitely had people say, like, I don't understand, like, something crawled up your ass and died, and then, <laughs> you know. Literally. I, like, my poo really stinks. There's really? something It's wrong a nice with topic me. for your podcast. Yeah. You should rename your podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Your poo stinks? Yeah, my shit stinks bad, dude. Like, really I, bad. I, that's crazy, because I've heard about that happening to people, but, like, you're literally the I only know. person I know Most who has, people, like, shitty, yeah. smelly poo. Most people, like, I've seen commercials. I've seen them where they're like, it smells like a petunia. Um, but, you know... I think that was bad breath, actually. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, weird topic. Yeah. I don't know. We might want to stray from this topic. <laughs> <laughs> it, may be, it may be a good thing. I, I might have to edit this out of the video. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, no. This is... The, we're, we're still, like, in the break moment and everything. <laughs> this so is the golden like, uh, part. Yeah. This is this is the stuff that we, like, throw in it with the uh, the bloopers and everything. Right. 